It's now 2 a.m. and time for... Uh, maybe I should... Man, the vaginas are back, dude! Kick it! What's wrong with you? We are on drugs. We're close on this one. I can feel it. Mind if I fuck around in your attic? Oh. Okay. Y'all ready for piss? We got some waves going. We got we got all the waves. Man, I miss the ocean. How you? I miss the whales. Whenever you see the waves, you feel them. If you own the waves, you are the waves. Did I hear something in the background? I heard. That's what I heard too. Oh, is that the cat playing with the toy? I think it is. That's hilarious. I'm gonna go look. Hey everybody, let's sing a song. Dance to it, if you know. <laughs> Dance to music. Can I get you? You need me to grab something? Oh shit! Oh my gosh! It sounds like you're coming from downstairs. I want the world to know. <laughs> what what movie should we put on? Um, I mean, we can be scientific and just watch straight up hardcore porn. Uh! <laughs> now, uh, how about it's real scientific? <laughs> I've been thinking about Spellbound a lot lately. Too bad. How about uh? I got it. I got. It. I don't got it. I want the world to see me now. The fuck? What song is that? Oh, I don't know. Sometimes words come to my head and they come out like songs. And I don't want the world to see me. So I say them. I remember the first time I watched that movie. I think we had a, a funny discussion one time about a scene from the movie. And what movie are we talking about? Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive. Once in a generation, a movie comes along and melts people's fucking brains. True. It's the homeless scene part. The homeless scene part? Oh my god. When they cut the audio uh-huh. in? Oh man, that freaked the shit out of me. I'm gonna get real lazy in my chair. That's how you do it. Mm. That's how you get the best vibrato. Vibrato. Should we do the the last podcast warm up? Fuck shit. Come. <laughs>
I thought it was uh, the Reggie Watts. Fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. I fuck this shit. The fuck shit stack. It's a stack of fuck shit on top of itself. Who's this Lynch and why is he David? Catherine. <laughs> you're huh? not going to watch a fucking movie. Colin, your hair, it's too loud. I need you to turn it down. <laughs> Son, we gotta get your hair under control. Do you remember when I used to dye my hair all the time? I would dye like different colors. Like, was it red at one point? It was red. Uh, I used to do it because like all the men in my family are bald. And then I met my mom's real dad, and the first thing I thought was, "Bing, he still has his hair." <laughs> Bingo. Bazinga. Bazinga. Worse yet, I may need to pee. I mean, I may need to pee. Who's, who's running this joint? Not me. Who is doing this thing? Can we talk about all of the YouTube videos you've sent me over the years? Sure. Sure, let's just talk about it. You've you you got me watching Julian Smith? Jellyfish. Oh yeah. You got me watching Red, Red Letter Media? Do you see what Julian Smith is doing nowadays? He looks like a homeless man. <laughs> Jellyfish. I don't know what he's doing. He uh, he does phone calls from... Uh, I'm going to get this word wrong so everybody can make fun of me. Anonymous? Anonymous? Anonymous people? An- anonymous people. Anonymous? <laughs> I'm saying it totally wrong, all right? Hip? Hip hop? Hip hop anonymous? Captain. 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 Catherine. So people can call in and they just discuss... Things like whatever's on your mind, like brains. So he's doing like, like sad a, shit, like a call-in radio show kind of thing. Yeah, but it's like if you're super depressed about something, and you know you don't give names or anything, but you're allowed to say whatever, how you're feeling, and all that kind of stuff. It's it's neat. I like it a lot. It's just hard to watch because I want to cry sometimes, and I don't want to cry. <laughs> Oh, that's one thing that happened to me that was going through my brain Brains. while I was on mushrooms. I was trying to figure out what crying is. Like, at one moment, I was that's just like, heavy. what is crying? Why do people cry? What is crying? You know, Colin, crying is just your emotions way of sweating. Dude, it's just salt. Salt water coming from your eyes. It's just the ocean. It's just the ocean in your eyes. Coming from your face. They ain't no fishes swimming in that. Let's see, what 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 else? You said red letter media? Red letter media. Like there's all kinds of stuff. Hold on. Uh the Vlog Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Who taught me to not forget to be awesome. Yeah. There's no fault in those stars, man. <laughs> Dude, that book blows my mind sometimes because I like grew up in that area. You did too. You know the those spots. Yeah. Yeah, the the Speedway gas station. Yeah. So crazy. It's and that church. I know, I know exactly where that church is and that uh I've been inside that church. Oh yeah. I had to. way up inside. Mhm. I was at a funeral there one time. You sound more inside than I was. <laughs> I was in the heart. I want to say this is David Lynch's best movie. I think it's up there, though. Yeah, I think 
Yeah, I think it's his most uh, cohesive movie. Commercially available, maybe? Viable? Viable, yeah. I have no internet. <sighs> this man and his internets. It's bullshit. The only time I've ever seen Hazard get really angry <laughs> is when I told him that when I was going to move in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and I had fiber internet and he goes, dude, <laughs> I've been working for over two years trying to get internet to my house and I'm not that far out there. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Yep. And then Hazard didn't talk to me for a couple of days. Fuck that dude. He got that fucking internet, man. Worse yet. You know, once you got it, you got it. You got it, you got it. You got it, you got it. Whoa. I can't reach that bell. I'm too far away from the bell now. You are. But I'm there. There we go. She's pretty. What's her name? Lauren. D'Angelo? Something. I, dude, I am officially old. I'm looking at the back of this box. Lauren Elena Herring, I believe. Nice. I can't read the back of this box. That's what I was about to say. Is your eyesight going? I wanted to put on uh, some readers. Do you do you got the you got the eyesight problem when you get old? Do you, do you uh, need old glasses? I need the old glasses. I mean, I'm trying to figure out new glasses, but it's always the old ones that I get caught up in. Okay, so have you ever seen this on the inside of the Mulholland Drive? Uh, no, no. There's 10 clues from David Lynch to unlocking this thriller. Holy shit. Number one, pay a p particular attention in the beginning of the film. Oh, well. <laughs> At least two clues are revealed before the credits. Oh, before the credits? Yeah, we've wow. already missed it. Oh, uh, we missed it. We're on Sunset Boulevard now. Number two, notice appearances of the red lampshade. Okay. All right. Should I, I should read this like David Lynch. Number three, can you hear in the title of the film that Adam Kesher is auditioning actresses for? Is it mentioned again? <laughs> I, I, I feel like David Lynch is asking these questions because he wants to know the answers yeah, to these I, questions. Yeah, I feel like he, he wants to ruminate on it. Number four, an accident is a terrible event. Notice the location of the accident. Number five, who gives a key and why? Ooh. Number six, Catherine. Notice the robe, the ashtray, the coffee cup. Catherine! <laughs> How many years did you work on Eraserhead? Number seven, what is felt, realized, and gathered at the club Silencio? Number eight, did talent alone help Camilla? <laughs> Number nine, note the occurrences surrounding the man behind Winkies. That's why Roger Pedactor is dead! He found Captain Winky! And number ten, where is Aunt Ruth? I mean, <clears throat> listeners, write in. Right you, you want to tell them the email? Right in. Let us know. You can email us at... We don't have a fucking email yet. You've got mail. Shit. <laughs> fucking up, man. 
No, I do have a name for this podcast in mind already. That's awesome. But are you, are I, you gonna reveal it? I am going only gonna reveal it when I release these episodes. Whoa. See that's that's uh kind of the mystery of it all. This is something that I was asked about, okay? Before I came on to this podcast, they go, Well, what's what's the name of the podcast? I go, I don't know. But you're doing it with your buddy Hazard? I go, Yeah. And they're like, Well what what if he tricks you? What what if it what 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 what, what will happen? I go, Man, I trust this guy more than anybody. I trust this guy more than you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my wife. Oh. No. I don't trust her. Yeah. She is um, very mean. Every time you talk about her, you say, hey, hey, Hazard, check this out. Me and Callie, we went to the, <laughs> we went to the park and we had a good time. And, or like, me and Callie went to the movies and we saw, we saw, um, I'm going to get you, sucker. Uh-huh. And or Dragnet, or or Dragnet, or me and Callie, we we moved back from Oregon. Yeah, and um, and I at one I just I got tired of hearing it. Yeah, I got tired of hearing how mean she was, <laughs> and I said, Colin, why why are you still with this mean I mean know. person I know. every time? Just, every time you bring her up mm-hmm. it's how mean she is it's just called that Colin doesn't know English very well <laughs> and how to form senses <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah alright I want to get specifically Winkies what, 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 what? holy shit it is Winkies this is the scene I cut together for 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 for, <laughs> for you man for, for you uh, when and then YouTube took it down That's because crazy. I'm fucking blacklisted on YouTube. It's weird, dude. I really don't get it. I really don't get it because you don't do anything offensive. Worse yet, so it makes no sense to me. And everybody should see the music video on the wings of love. Everybody should see it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's the Lord of the Lord of the Rings of uh, music videos, man. <laughs> Potatoes. We certainly tried. It was the best. So much fun. It was probably the best production I've ever worked on. I'll state that now. I'll state that right now. It's true. I'm so proud to hear you say that. <laughs> I want I want a, some good vocal takes from you. Okay. Of Buffy Punch. Oh. Because you're the originator of Buffy Punch. <laughs> if anybody knows of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, oh, she punches. <laughs> you know what she does? She buffer pumps. She buff a pouch. Buff a pouch. Buff a pouch. Buff a pouch. And sometimes, sometimes it's like she she goes really quick with her punches. Sometimes, and she's like buff a pouch. Buff a pouch. I love it. Man. Buffy punch. Buffy punch. Are you familiar with what the what the phrase "ping ting comes for fire" means? No. Ping ting. I learned that phrase by listening to Alan Watts. He's an amazing guy. Hazard introduced me to him, and it was potentially a uh, a title for the podcast. But I, I think it's our sign off. Ping ting. I think it's going to be the sign off. I like it. Would never miss. Yeah, you introduced me to Alan Watts and. 
to Joseph Campbell. And you showed me probably one of the best uh, interviews I've ever seen in my life with Joseph Campbell. <laughs> yeah, because you liked it so much you wanted to... I want to, I want to, I still want to do it, man. Like, it's you like be, in my head all the time. You want to be an incredulous Bill Moyers type. Hell yeah, I'll shave my beard and I will just make it into his mustache. You need some nice rectangular framed glasses. Wear, wear the canceled Cosby sweater. And uh, I will ask you questions as the white suit man. By any chance, did you get that barbecue sauce out of that suit? <laughs> People ask me that all the time. Yeah? I'm like, no, man, that suit went directly into a dumpster. Yeah, it would, it would sort of have to. There was no save in that suit. What really makes me happy is when people are like, well, that had to be the last day you shot. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Here's yeah. somebody who knows yeah. <laughs> how Understands it. a production gets scheduled. A little Easter egg that I still hold on to this day is that uh, I went to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and got some barbecue wings. And I was thinking, oh, no. They're going out back of Winkies. Oh, no. The outback of Winkies is the scariest scene I've ever seen. He's going to find Captain Winky. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It is, this, it is fucking fucked up. Yeah, dude. And it. I remember watching this for the first time and it scared me so bad because when the sound goes down and he cuts the sound and just makes it yeah that so good so good and he's dead he's just dead hmm. I'll kill him I'll kill him dead like with with a rock or something like a, like a stone and then there's nothing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So good. Um, barbecue sauce. Oh. Oh, yeah. So I went to B-dubs, and I <laughs> got... Uh, I was looking at their menu wrong of their sauces, and I thought the lower on the scale is down at the bottom. And so I thought getting the barbecue wings at the bottom, that sauce, would be not as hot and uh, I ended up getting hot barbecue wings for the shoot and so Hazard is shoving his face into hot barbecue sauce with all that spice going on and so I've felt bad about that <laughs> since then so every single time I go to B-dubs I have to get the hot barbecue wings <laughs> as, as penance uh huh Got to atone for his sins. Mm -hmm. Instead of like whipping my back, <laughs> I, I just I just eat the hot wings, man. You just whip yourself right in the mouth. Mm -hmm. And I'll take that struggle on. <laughs> what do you think about headphones with like coiled cords? Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. It reminds me of the old uh, phones that had cords like that. Oh yeah, the kitchen phone. Uh huh. My grandma used to like be in the kitchen and then she would walk into the living room and that thing would just be stringing all the way along <laughs> a 25 foot coiled cord <laughs> that was pulled straight somewhere along the line because it had been pulled taut oh yeah across across a, uh, 
And I probably messed around a, with it too. It a doorway like, sometimes. Yeah, oh yeah, it was curled in your fingers. And yeah, yeah. Did you have a basement growing up? We did. Did you, uh, were you ever scared of it? Oh, I was terrified of it. Yeah. I, I, I hunted for ghosts down in my basement. I, I was too scared to hunt for ghosts in my basement. Too scared? Too scared. Because my dad told me a story about being alone in the house and he was going to the bathroom and he saw a figure upstairs where my old room was and he yelled, hey. He was like, hey. And he, and the, whatever it was, looked at him and started trying to run down the stairs and he went to tackle it and went through it. Whoa. And then, so he chased it and he chased it all the way downstairs and went into the basement and uh, shut the door and then it disappeared. You're kidding me. No. Like, he wasn't just trying to, like, scare you with a story. No, no, that was something that happened to him. Wow. And I, I thought that was, like, it was so wild. I, I, I was never scared of the house. Uh-huh. But I didn't like being in that basement alone. Did you ever see anything? Um, no, not in the house. Okay. I, I saw I, I saw something. Um, so I guess my second sort of experience, but then I kind of feel like it was sleep. Pro- uh, pro- oh my god, <laughs> sleep paralysis. Thank you. He's popping on the most. Where I was, uh, I just moved into my friend's place, and I was in this room. And I was going to sleep, and I woke up, and I had just, like, a black blob form hovering over me. Yeah. And all I did was put the blanket over my head. <laughs> so but so you could move. You weren't paralyzed. Yeah. So I, I just put the blanket over my head, and I just stayed there until the morning, and then I moved out the next day. Yeah. I know. Was this Indiana or Ohio? This was Indiana. This okay. was Indiana. Was it in an older house? It was. It was uh, probably right over there, off of uh, like ditch or something. But yeah, that was that was probably th- those are my two like major experiences. Yeah. Other than that, the one that I felt was like interesting but might not be paranormal. I went hiking with uh, a buddy from Oregon. I've never been camping like in the woods like deep in the woods before mm-hmm. and he he liked hiking and he he's done it before so uh he took me with him on the rogue river hey, and we hiked like seven and a half miles in maybe eight miles in and we we set up camp and that that night uh we were in the tent and i like i kind of i kind of woke up and as i was waking up i was doing the Lord's Prayer. What? I was like saying um, the Lord's Prayer in a different language. And it was like a woman's voice in my head saying saying the rosaries over and over and over. I think it's the Lord's Prayer, right? The rosaries or what? Uh, it what can be. It? Yeah. So it was it like. Or it can be um, a Hail Mary. It, it was. Like, uh, yeah. Kind of sounded like Spanish or something. And it was just like. Hmm. Going, it was cycling in my head. Yeah. And I woke up and I was hearing a woman's voice in my head. But then, like, as I woke up, I was saying, whoa. And I don't, I don't know the whole, whole thing. Yeah. And so I was just saying the rosary and my buddy didn't wake up or anything like that. And I was, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Would you say you're, you would you consider that a psychic type of episode? Maybe, maybe like uh, maybe there was some energy that was around there that passed through, and I just picked up on it. Do you pronounce it psychic or psychic? Oh yeah. I mean, I like to say psychic, <laughs> but psychic. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I had a really strange what are frogs? borderline psychic episode recently with going over to my sister's for my niece's birthday, so her little girl's birthday, and we didn't know that there were going to be a bunch of people there. Have I told you this? I, I, yes. Okay. Well, we'll tell the But the, the listeners. listeners don't know. The listeners don't know. Now they will. Maybe they already know. Maybe they're psychic as well. Are you psychic? <laughs> uh, if you're psychic, please email the show with the winning lotto numbers. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, so, yeah, I'm driving over. I, my, my wife is driving us over. I'm in the passenger seat. We get about a mile away from the house, and I start getting really, like, overstimulated and kind of agitated to where, like, I have to, like, turn off the radio and kind of roll the windows down. I rolled the windows down, and I just was like, Meh, I feel off and agitated and not right. And we pull up to the house, and instead of being like a real small get-together like we were expecting, where it's just my family, um, she's invited all sorts of guests over, and there's all sorts of cars parked out in front of the house. And we pull in and park, and I'm like, I think this is it. I think this is why I was feeling agitated. I think my my body knew before we arrived that I was um, not going to like what I found when we pulled up, like... I was going to be overwhelmed by the amount of people and something something in my physiology or psychology or whatever I happened to pick up on it. Well, after you told me that story, that's when I picked up uh, Psychic Witch. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. I had just read Psychic Witch, so I felt like that might have had something to do with like tuning me into that sort of um, I mean, there's, dimension. There's got to be something about it. Uh, I and if anything, if you don't believe it or not, it just makes life fun. It does. Like, what's the point of being angry about it? <laughs> just have fun with it. There ain't no point in being angry. Let there be witches. Let there be goblins. Find that goblin. Let there be darkness. Aliens. <laughs> Let there be some mystery. Yeah, it's okay to not know the answers. I mean. Will we find out the answers to everything eventually? Probably not. No. So we're going to have to learn to live with some mystery. You know what? Oh. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. Oh. That's okay. This podcast is an investigation of the phenomena of mystery. Phenomena. Synchronicity. Synchronicity, man. That synchronicity really tied the room together, brother. <laughs> Tell you what. It's a very funny sway here. Okay, so my favorite part in Mulholland Drive is the lady who gets shot through the wall. Oh, wow. And comes out into the hallway yelling about how something just bit her. (laughs) God, something bit me! (laughs) Something bit me! (laughs) Which I had forgotten about until you brought it up one day, and now it's just burned into my brain. Have you seen Psych, the show? Psych? Yeah. Uh, They have an episode that is... Twin Peaks inspired. 
Oh shit, I need to see that. Dude, it's so good and it and it just it really picks up on all the like subtle jokes that you sit through through <laughs> uh, Twin Peaks and you just like in one hour you get all of them. Oh my god. It's that's great. that's that's majestic. And a lot of the actors that are from Twin Peaks are in it. Oh my god. Do you know happen to know what season that's in? I I can google it. I'll look it I, up. I I would have to say it might be season three or four. It's okay. one of those two. There's a lot of seasons of Psych, aren't there? Yeah, I feel like because the old director of it, he either got fired or left in the last season, and then he got to direct the very last episode. And so the last season, it's horrible. I really do not like the last season at all. Hmm. But that last episode is so good. Is it? Yeah. Also, the detective, the head detective in Psych was in Starship Troopers. Was, is he kind of like a stern-looking white guy? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kind of tall. It's not Corbin Burnson, right? That That's his dad in Psych, I believe. No, it's not him. It's not him? Who's the dad in Psych? No, no, you're right. Oh, okay, uh, but it's not that. Him. That's not who I'm talking about. Gotcha. It's, it's another man. I wish I could help you out more. That's all right. I don't care. We'll figure it out. The internet has our back. That's awesome. But you don't have to. Oh, I will at some point. It, it will be mine. Oh, yes. It will be mine. What do you think about the internet? Do you think it's like the Wild West still? Oh, yeah. 100%. It is, um... It is, uh, wild and wacky, wacky stuff. I mean, and I think, I feel like the conservative group in this country is, or the conservative slant in this country is very much in favor of, like, pushing us back into <laughs> a Wild West sort of, uh, existence. Break out before you get bum-rushed at the Wild, wild West when I roll into the Wild, wild West. Yeah. Like, as far as, I just want to be able to carry my gun into the convenience store whenever I want to. It's like, okay, well, that's what they did back in the old mining towns. And everybody got shot and everybody fucking died. You ever watch a ghost show on TV? Like, those are the places they visit to investigate ghosts. That's how you get ghosts. And I'm so sick of all the goddamn ghosts in this country. Energy. <laughs> Synchronicity. Synchronicity. I'm not sick of ghosts in this country. I think, actually, I, this is a very haunted country for a reason, and uh, it's, I think it's worth exploring. Everything's worth exploring if you want to go deep. <laughs> not, not that deep. I, mean, I don't know about that deep. Just stick a finger in. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to stick some, for, so some sort of digit in and, and see how deep things are. Everybody poops. Catherine. If you're healthy. Yeah. Oh, one thing that Hazard has saved my life doing <laughs> is that he got me into Metamuse. I don't care how old you are. I got to say, Metamuse is like one of the best things in this world. Got to get that muscle. And that brings me to today's sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Metamuse, friend of the show. Thanks for coming on. And, and it's tasty. That orange shit is so good. Yeah, don't get the sugar-free if you can avoid it. The sugar-free, no bueno. The real sugar stuff, that's that's where it's at. It is. 
The sugar-free just turns into like straight up like 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 an unfrozen ice cube of block of weird mucilage. But then when you take it, man, the bear shows up, dude. The bear. I love it, man. Colin wore his bear shirt today. Oh, it did. It's the bear has arrived. I wanted to feel strong. <laughs> I wanted to battle. He would. You would say to me. After taking Metamucil a bunch, and the, and I would get confused. You were like, "Yeah, man, the bear showed up." I'm oh, like, and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, yeah, right on, cool, the bear showed up." And then, but I didn't really know what you were talking about. That's hilarious. And then I was then How I found because I used to just send you and Miller pictures of bears. Yeah, and I just thought you were living out in the middle of nowhere, and maybe there was a bear that came and visited. That's hilarious. But then I asked finally. I was like, "What the? What is this bear thing yeah. about?" And then when you told me, I was like, "Oh, that is." fantastic <laughs> that's even better than i was imagining sometimes i have jokes in my head that i do not realize other people aren't laughing <laughs> <laughs> speaking of not laughing i brought you here because i'm dying <laughs> Um, well, I'm sorry to hear that. It's fine. Is this your last podcast? Uh, nah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't tell you when I'm going to. I mean, I... Oh, it's just in the, the Sylvia Plath way of exist, existing that one day you will die? Yeah. Okay. Every are day you, I'm learning. Are you you planning on using an oven to uh, off yourself? Oh, man. Oh. I just want to go to sleep. Well, yeah, right? I just don't want it to be painful. Yeah, I want to sleep. Just, yeah. Real softly, softly cheeky monkey. Now, okay, tell me this, all right? Yes. Is the movie 28 Grams about DMT? First of all, I know of the film, but I've never seen it. Wow. Second of all... Shut up, you fuck. 28 Grams, from what I know, is the supposed amount of weight your body loses upon your death. And that is supposedly the, you know, some people conjecture that that is the weight of your soul being lost when you're dying. Had you heard that? Yes. Is that in the movie? Yeah. Okay. But then, like, you do a DMT dump. Whoa. (laughs) When you die. Right, yeah. So is that... Did we just turn into the into the Joe Rogan podcast? Hell yeah. <laughs> Get your monkeys up, baby. <laughs> so have you done DMT? No. Have you ever I done DMT? To. I never have. I, and, I have. And I don't know that I ever will. I mean, it, it's interesting. I have that mindset of if it comes into my realm and in my life. Mm. Uh, and I feel comfortable with my surroundings, then maybe. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Never, but, never say never. Yeah, but... I'm not gobbling! I mean, it's not something that I need to go and seek out. Yeah. I've been lucky to experience the things that I did in a... I hate to say mature way, but like just like... I, I didn't just do shit on a whim. And so it's kind of cool to be able to experience it. But, I mean... We've had these discussions before where I'm always trying to seek out what is God and who is God and what what does she like to eat at night, you know, before <laughs> she goes to bed. I thought you were um, trying to lose weight. Lay off me, 
I'm starving. So let me ask you, what do you think is going on? Um, I like energy because you can't create or destroy it. I'm down with that. There is a comfort there to think about a creator. Mm-hmm. So if I want to feel comfortable and I'm, I'm alone a lot. And so when I'm alone, I'm so lonely. Sometimes if uh, some people that are alone, it's hard for them to deal with it. So they get uh, scared or something. But I, I don't really get scared when I'm alone. So I always wonder about that. Is that like me with, with the creator in the back of my mind? Yeah. Or something like that. Or, you know, I really like those TV shows that talk about the afterlife. And that part doesn't really scare me. And also, you were the first person to tell me about your theories on death that I always felt was like the most interesting thing. Hmm. Because I, I always dealt with it differently. Like, coming from that Catholic background, you know, you have these uh, different... Uh, your favorite part's up. It's happening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, you just... Uh, you kind of feel... I don't know. See, that that's the struggle of it all. I love the lore of all these different religions... I enjoy the lore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the different stories, the different ideas, you know, all of them actually. Like they, they all have things that I can connect with. The, uh, the only one that I, I feel like I really like is Shintoism. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but like, I mean, I, I got to tell you, I don't, I don't know a ton about it, but whenever I, uh, I, I had, I, I got to go to a really cool school. I was I was cool in school, you know the ones that always had popular friends. Um, no, I was a loser. Um, but I uh, had a teacher that, instead of just being like, "This is the one religion that you need to learn," yeah, she gave us a idea of uh, a bunch of different ones, and Shintoism was one of them. Nice. And I I just kind of really liked that, and then I found Tao. Yeah. Uh, Taoism, it, it, like I know people see it as a religion, but I just see it as a way of life. I, I don't really see it as the religious aspect of it. I, I see it as just the yeah, how you live your life and stuff. And there's not, a yeah. yeah, there's a there's a dogmatic form of Taoism that you can get into, but there's also just like applying that philosophy to your life and just living artfully in that way. Yeah, and my my dad's an artist, and so I. I got to grow up with art around me. And so, you know, I connect with that a lot too. Yeah. And, uh, have you been doing any art lately? Some it's, it's mainly just me sketching. I've been trying to write more than do art lately, but I need to sketch more. You find that it goes in cycles on like what you get interested in and what you get drawn to when I draw. But when you write or draw or whatever it happens to be that you're yeah. getting into. I, I see the cycles a lot. Uh, it's like my, I, I got a story that I've been writing and I've probably been trying to write that story for 10 years. And I just started putting words to paper, which is, I don't know. A lot of people would just say, just get it down, get it out of your head and move on. 
Right. Um, which I totally agree with, but... <laughs> it's uh, easier said than done. Yeah. Every time I look at Brandon Sanderson, uh, man, that writer is... He's a machine, man. He really is <laughs> insanely prolific. Yeah. It, it's 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 frustrating to see. <laughs> and it's and it's good stuff too. Yeah. Like it's wild. He's real good. Yeah. You turned me on to his writing excuses podcast, which oh, really yeah. helped me a lot. That's awesome. It helped me too, man. The se- I think it was season 10 that you recommended to me, which I don't know if it's still available anymore, but if it is, check that one out. If not, like I mean just they're all experienced people on there. Yeah. With a lot of good, helpful advice. So for the listeners, if you're trying to write, definitely worth checking it out. Yeah. Uh, also, I think like stuff like that, if you talk about it, it it's one of those things to just inform more and more. It, it is wild to me where like I'll bring up something and uh, the person I'm talking to doesn't really know that information at all. Mm-hmm. And then they discover that that's something they're super interested in and it could help them out later on in life. Yeah. You know, and like, I enjoy that so much, like to just like keep, keep with knowledge, all that kind of stuff. I was, I was a really big academic person until the last semester of college. (laughs) (laughs) You're, I mean, again, I think this is your Donatello coming out. Oh yeah. (laughs) When I got my tonsils taken out when I was a kid, Mm-hmm. I had a, a Donatello doll. The doctors were like, do you want Donatello to go with you? And I go, yeah, he's getting his tonsils taken out too. <laughs> and they put a little wristband around Donatello. Oh, my. And yeah, so. Oh, my God. Good. I wasn't alone. Sweet doctors being all nice to the little boy, Colin. Yeah. My tonsils hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have tonsils anymore. No. You're tonsil free. Yeah, wisdom teeth free too. Well, was all, that's why you didn't do so well in school after that. <laughs> it's all downhill after that. That's right. Uh, so Shintoism, just from off the top of my hizzy, is um, kind of a nature-based kind of thing. Yeah, God is in everything. And there's some uh, sort of dancing involved at times. Uh, yeah, they a do celebra- a celebration. Yeah. Celebratory thing? Okay. Where they get into their underwear and go down the street. It's like a big thing. I didn't know all that. Yeah. Watch out. Fruit of the loons. Right on, only a dollar. <laughs> That's some nature right there. And uh, I I don't know what it is nowadays, but it used to be that uh, you had to be born into it. And it's, it's Japanese, right? Yes. Okay. I said that with a hard J, and I, I didn't mean to. It just came out like that. That's a racist. Uh, yeah, and let's see, you gave me a copy of The Tao of Pooh. Yeah. That replaced a copy that I lost, I believe. Oh, bother. I I feel like it's a really good book. You gotta have it in your library. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good, it doesn't matter if you're, what religion you are. It's a good book to get in your brain. Let it soak in there, marinate down to your bones. Bucket of it might be up there. Eh, it's probably up in my other library. I took off my headphones because I thought I saw it. <laughs> I was like, he's leaving. We're losing another guest. Not again. Not again. Not, Not like this. Not like Never this. like this. 
I need to see if I can find that clip because I remember, I, th- I want to say it's from that Mitchell and Webb look, but <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm not placing the sketch that it's from. By the way, if you have anything terribly important to say to Switch, I suggest you say it now. Oh, no, please don't. Not like this. Not like this. Too late. What have you been kind of uh, ruminating on in your head lately? Well, the last like really heavy kind of book I read was called The Attention Revolution, and it's by the guy who wrote the Dreaming Yourself Awake book. And he is very much into Buddhism. I mean, it's the, the whole book is about um, meditating toward the, you know, with the goal of enlight- enlightenment, which is not something... I had been super interested in, in some time. Um, there was a period of time when I was like really wanting, like, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. I gotta get enlightened. I gotta, (laughs) I was just way too uptight about it. So having given that up and then having this book come back into my world, it was interesting because, because in like in science where they talk about, it's a very materialistic based model of reality. So it's like the Big Bang happened, all of this matter got blown out from a central point, and galaxies formed, planets formed, and our universe was formed. And then somehow out of all of this matter, by some fluke, you and I somehow become self-aware. Yeah. And... Now we wear pants. And now we wear pants, and we pay taxes, and we shake hands... And we don't wave our privates in people's faces because that's impolite. <laughs> Whoa, hey, what's going on here? Get a room, you two. <laughs> but uh, the Buddhist idea when you get down into the, the core of their practices, as far as I can tell from this book, I mean, there's definitely a ton of different schools of Buddhism. But as far as this book, it's like, Take that model of materialism that I just explained and reverse it. To where it was consciousness that came first. It, through whatever process, whatever, whatever natural evolution that it goes through, came to a point where it exploded into a material universe. And that material universe has consciousness in it because it was born out of a consciousness. So your goal is to reconnect with that primordial consciousness. And when I say your goal, it's kind of a trick of the language because your implies a separateness of an individual entity named Colin or named John. And when you reconnect with that original consciousness like that kind of individual sort of thing loses a lot of its meaning and sway over your life and there's a there's a balancing act that then can take place where you realize that you're no longer this little individual entity alone and separate from the rest of the world you become reconnected again but you can play the part that you've played your whole life while knowing in the back of your mind that yeah, we're all this one consciousness, this one identity. So a lot of times I'll get angry and been out of shape about something and then immediately 
laugh at myself in the situation <laughs> because all of a sudden that, that third person omniscient overarching bird's eye view of myself that bigger consciousness comes in and it's just like you're being ridiculous What are you doing, you jackass? What's that jackass doing? One of my favorite things is to, if something like pops out and scares me, hey! laughing afterwards. <laughs> because yeah. it's always going to be the best laugh, you know? Yeah. You get really scared and then you just laugh because you got so scared. Dude, I just sent you a clip on Instagram and I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but... It was some guru, some Indian guru that I had never seen before, but he was like a student of Sri Ramana. Uh, I can't remember his last name, how it goes. It's I have to remember it musically because I, I can't rattle off Indian names easily. But but yeah, he he, he had that. Did you, do you remember what I'm talking about with the woman who asked him a question? Um, he's like, what question do you have for me? She's like, I don't want to have a question. I just want you to tell me what I need to do. I just want you to just be here with me right now in this moment. Tell me what I need to do. And like, so he's, he kind of just talks her into the moment and just a few questions here and there. And she's like, he's like, you know, where he grounds her basically. Like, where are you? Like, what are we doing? And she eventually just starts like this. You can't tell if she's laughing or she's crying. But it goes on like she, but it's like involuntary. It was kind of like you were talking about when you, you know, when you start laughing. Yeah. And she does that for like a minute. Like she can't, she just can't control herself. Then he starts laughing. That's awesome. And then they, they just calm down and it's, and it just runs, it runs its course. And then they, they just like, I mean, everybody feels really like you could just feel the, the, the tension in the room diffuse after that. And everybody feels like peaceful and like there's like this, you know, that that glow of, um, I guess, endorphins after you get done laughing. Yeah. So you mentioned meditation. I, I've been trying to get back into it. Mm -hmm. And I have a Oculus <laughs> and they have a meditation uh, app called Trip. And oh, it's actually shit. really good. I, I like it a lot. And uh, I'll I'll just use that, and it actually puts me in a really good headspace. That might be enough to tip the scales for me to get an Oculus right it's, there. It's great. I actually haven't really meditated since, like, I was having my anxiety issues last year. Mm. Because every time I sat down to meditate, my biofeedback in my body would, like, just eat itself, and I would work, yeah. work myself into an anxiety fit. Well, I was telling you when I was uh, going through therapy, I did uh neurofeedback yeah and uh they would put the little stoppers on my head and uh no whammies no whammies <laughs> yeah and i would uh i i would just watch a screen and they said you know it might take a little bit of time to have a breakthrough mm -hmm. uh but it took me like six months to have a breakthrough with it, yeah, is and that then faster, slower, average, or I, I feel like it was really slow, you know. <laughs> okay. But it you sounds... know, it is, it is what it is. I, I'm, I'm amazed that I even had one. 
you know? Okay. Because I was like, is this really doing anything for me? Yeah. The biggest thing it was doing was after after I would be done with it, I, like, couldn't go out and eat. I, I didn't drive home either. Like, Callie would come and pick me up. I just, like, couldn't be around big groups or anything. Yeah. That was the weird part about the experience. You were, like, experience. sensitized yeah. to the world. You're, uh, After you're, I had my break uh, breakthrough, it, it felt I felt somewhat better. You yeah, know? you I, everything you told me about it while it was going on made me feel like at least your your therapist through the process was really a good dude. And he was awesome, real yeah. helpful, and yeah, he was he was really awesome. I just don't have him anymore because I don't live in Ohio or Ohio, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oregon. <laughs> I don't live in Oregon anymore. Hey, you know, one of those states was, that starts with an O. Yeah. Would you, uh, man, he might be available to do online counseling at this point. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, you know. That's what I was doing when I was uh, trying to get my anxiety under control. I was was doing online counseling sessions, and that was, uh, it was helpful, but it was weird to not actually be talking directly in person with somebody like that. Yeah, I could see that. But just even being able to talk to somebody is always good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they always talk about it, but it's you. You're never really alone. And the cool part about being online is that mm. uh, you can find people that have similar tastes and similar uh, thoughts. And there's a there's a subreddit for everybody. <laughs> there is. There really is. If you can imagine it, you can find it on the interwebs. What is it? Rule thirty four. Rule thirty. Yeah, I can never remember what it is. <laughs> thirty. Seven? 34. <laughs> I always want to say 37, and I think that's because of clerks. 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. In a row? They're making they're making the third one. Number three? Number three. Did I see two? I don't think I saw two. Two's pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. I'll admit that. I used to be called Silent Bob in college. Silent Bob, you're a rude motherfucker, you know that? You're cute as hell. I like to go down on you, suck you, line up three other guys, make like a circus seal. Really? Because I had longer hair, and I wore a backwards ball cap, and I had the beard. That's awesome. And I had never, I don't know, I was really against it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not silent, but I'm not Kevin Smith, okay? I'm not Kevin Smith. That's not what I do, okay? You don't even know what I do. Hey, you don't know me. When I was uh, working for a hotel chain as a, uh, in the banquet department, uh, they That's used right. they I was the uh, only white boy there, and they used to call me Doogie Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look like Doogie Hauser. What up, Doogie? <laughs> what up, Doogie? That's funny though. Like they <laughs> they just picked a white person out of a hat. Yeah, and <laughs> called you Doogie. <laughs> so let me ask you this about the hotel. Yeah. Business. Yeah. Do people be fucking? If you're fucking, then you're probably fucking. If you're fucking, then you're probably fucking. If you're fucking, then you're probably fucking. If you're fucking, then you're probably having some sex. Oh, always. always. One time, one time I, I did Sunday morning, like, taking trays to people's rooms. Uh-huh. And I definitely know this couple just be done fucking. Oh, hey. And I was like, you enjoy your pancakes. Was it steamy out in the hallway? Could you just tell it was it emanating from the, the I mean, room? I, I felt I felt the the heat. I felt the breeze. Mm. The guy came to the uh, door all sweaty. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, the hotel B is. <laughs> How long did you do the hotel business? Uh, that was two to three years, something like that. Is uh, in between. I I was taking tourism, conventioneer, event management in school, mm. and then I sounds very professional. Oh yeah, I I wanted to run the Oscars or the Olympics. I wanted to do that someday, wow. and uh, I went to college for it, and then I dropped out of that program because, uh, you know, it's... Because it, uh, of ayahuasca. I, it, well, <laughs> because of ayahuasca. But uh, I, I just, like, uh, it wasn't for me. There's literally a picture of me with other tourism convention or event management students. Mm-hmm. And I stick out like a sore fucking thumb, dude. Why is that? Because I have goggles on my head. <laughs> Why did you have goggles on your head? I just thought it was really fucking cool, man. <laughs> Everybody else is wearing polos and nice little dresses and stuff like that. And you got me wearing like a t-shirt and uh, like a hoodie or something. And I have goggles on my head. I I, I can't you, even I can't even explain it to you. Can I call you Power Man Five Thousand from Hell here on? Yeah, out? dude. <laughs> what, what's that one? Uh, are you ready to go? Are you ready? Five <laughs> K, vitamin C, five K. Watch out, in the place to be. I mean, in high school, I wore blue tinted sunglasses all the time where you could see my eyes so the teachers would let me wear it and i would wear that around in my edward from twilight my twilight edward jacket i always <laughs> wear that and i would have that hair too what's a twilight edward jacket oh my gosh you need I, to watch sh- the first twilight movie and he's wearing this blue jacket all the time okay in it and i had that exact one and one of my friends uh, was obsessed with going to Midnight Showings. Was Twilight already out while you were wearing this jacket? Yes. Okay. Or no, I, I, I got this way before, but like, it, oh. it, it just looked like it. Okay. And so I call it my uh, Twilight Edward jacket. And, okay. and so I think it was for the last movie. And uh, my buddy is like obsessed with going to Midnight Showings and he's like, hey, you want to go? And I was like, okay, I guess I'll go, you know. It's cool, man. And um, and I decided to dress up. So I wore my Edward jacket, and I spiked my hair, and Callie had this, like, sparkly makeup moisturizer thing. Okay. So I put it all over my face, and I went out there, and if anybody's seen uh, True Blood, <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw my buddy in line, and I was like, Suki, I am vampire. You are mine. <laughs> and this girl that was behind us was like, you're in the wrong line. <laughs> and she was like holding the fourth book of Twilight. <laughs> like she's going to meet the author or something to sign it. I am not human, Suki. I am vampire. Suki. Suki. I'm vampire. I am vampire. I'm from Montal. Oh, Suki, Suki. Montal. You are mine. Uh, did you Buffy punch anybody that night? Buffy punch. Buffy punch. Buffy punch. I thought the security guard was. What? What? <laughs> what? What? 
he tried to make a funny joke beforehand, and it didn't go over well with all the little girls. Uh-oh. And so he, he just kind of grumbled and uh, walked out. <laughs> what, what was the joke? I don't even remember, but I just <laughs> remember his like kind of just like sour attitude after you left and stuff. <laughs> Nobody finds me funny anymore. <laughs> did you did you ever go? Uh, you know, one of the best movies I saw in theater was Grindhouse. Nice. All right. I I believe. Yeah, I I didn't see it until a couple of years ago. Oh really? Yeah. I I saw it opening night and it was so great. It was packed. Were people just losing their minds? Dude, yeah. It was wall to wall people. <laughs> Everybody and, and like I didn't even care. You know that was the type of movie you heard people talking. You just didn't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. And right before it came on, uh, one of the tenants came out front and was like, and part of the movie, it looks like. The film is burning, but it's not actually burning, so you guys can stay in your seats. <laughs> and everybody was like, boo! <laughs> and then, like, seeing him walk off all defeated. Oh, my God. And then, like, they were like, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> and that was probably one of the best movies I saw uh, just in the theaters because it was just like everybody was just there. Wow. I okay yeah I love I'm I miss some of that communal experience like I when I saw Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon it was a packed theater and I was with my buddy and we were like sitting in the top row so like we saw the whole audience in front of us so like you kind of got a sense of when people got into the film or when they got like restless and shifty in their seats and whatever so like it was like the first big fight sequence and like they're running up trees and buildings and tiles on the, on the on the rooftops and the sword fighting and kung fu and all that stuff. And it, it the whole fight scene and chase combined resolves and I forget how, but it it resolves like hard. Like there's a moment. It's like oh, it's over. And it's like you could see the whole audience just collectively like exhale and like relax because they were like just tense the whole time just watching this whole fight go down it's, it's a really quiet moment in the score like there's nothing happening in the soundtrack you could hear a pin drop in the in the audience and just one dude down in the front row somewhere was like you you, you could hear him from all the way in the back of the theater and i'm sitting there with my buddy and we hear the guy down in the front row go Damn. <laughs> and then the whole audience starts laughing at that one guy's That's reaction. That's so awesome. And because we were all feeling the same way, and yeah, he just yeah. said it. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was phenomenal. Yeah. I, I mean, it, like, I love talking about theater and all it, you know, going to the theater. Like, I've been to so many small theaters, so many big open ones. Yeah. Like, we went and saw... Return of, uh, no, which one did we go see? Uh, which Star Wars was it? Was it the very last one? Was it Rise of Skywalker? I think so. Something, something, something dark side. Something, something, something complete. And we had those seats that like moved yeah. and stuff. The Dolby Atmos seats. And we both walk out of the movie. <laughs> Like, yeah. kind of in a daze, because we're just like, totally. oh, man, like, what did we just go through? I, I need, like, a minute or something. And then there's those two kids that were in front of us going, that sucked. This sucked. And, like, it was, like, automatic. And we were both like, just give it a beat. Let me think about it for a minute. 
just give it a minute. Just like try to take in what just happened. My head hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like we're completely like sensory overload. Yeah. And meanwhile, like the 14 year olds are just like, I need some sugar. <laughs> Let's go play some video games. I'm going to go jack off in my mom's van. <laughs> I mean, I remember going and seeing Hugo and I was like, Oh, is that uh, Scorsese? Yeah, Martin Scorsese. I it, it's seen like that. his only kid movie he's ever made. Yeah. And I know it was a book, but I didn't read the book at the time. And I know it's for kids, but like when I was watching it, it I, I just felt like he made this for me. Huh. Like I, I took like that personal, you know, that, that just like thought of like, wow, he made that movie for me, which he didn't, you know, but, right. but I was so amazed that a director was able to make me feel that way. Right. Yeah. Well, and if anybody could. Yeah. I mean, he's... Everything I've heard about the way he works, how how focused he is, and how precise he can be, it's just... It's bananas. I yeah. mean, he's been doing it a long time. Oh, yeah. And then uh, also with Birdman. Birdman's yeah. probably my one of my top films. It's, it's probably number one. Really? Yeah. And it's like a ride. Yeah. First time I saw it, I, I felt like I was just on a ride the whole time. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I, really, my only thing was the ending that I didn't care for. Very Portlandia of me to say that. <laughs> Did not like the ending. <laughs> Did you read? Uh, Did you read? <laughs> Did you read that? I read it. Did you read? <laughs> Bicycle rights. The chicken is it free range? Hey, old river. Oh, isn't that isn't that crazy that the chicken's name is Colin? The name, yes. I, and and it will always be like, you told me to watch that series. So like that first sketch combined yeah. with you telling me to watch the series, like that Portlandia and then you living out in Oregon. Oh, yeah. And meeting people that are just like that. You're that that whole show is just. Oh, it holds up. You for me. Yeah, it's it's hilarious to me that I've I've definitely met people that are that seem like they are made into that sketch. You got to get out of there. You just got to get out of there. You got it. 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 Get out of there. You just, got. I mean, just get out of there. I mean, <laughs> you got to get out of there. I'll take you there. <laughs> uh, what else about that? Yeah, the chicken's name's Colin. You went as a leaky mm-hmm. for ha- Halloween one year. Yeah. That was that was great because <laughs> uh, we had the music on cue. <laughs> In, in the print room. So whenever anybody had to go to the bathroom. And you're standing there with, well, with like a mop or something? What was his name? Uh, that was my artist. Daniel? Oh, yeah. I would cue the music and uh, start playing it. And then he would turn to the person and was like, have you met my friend Aliki? And I would turn around and be like, calm. <laughs> I have, and your hair was. Fantastic. I'm just trying to go to the bathroom, okay? <laughs> I don't need a show, guys. Anybody say that? They worked in the same room with the with the the, the communal bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they called us the cave because it was really cold back there mm. for the printers, and the lighting was very low. <laughs> I missed that room. It was a comfy room. I so a, a blizzard hit one time, and. I went to work and I went and got breakfast and our boss was like, oh, good thing I got you here, man, because 
I forgot that you're back there in that room. So I almost got stuck in that room during the blizzard. <laughs> they just sent everybody home and left you in there? Almost. Jesus. It was like a last moment thing, and I was just going to get some donuts. I got your donut right here. Whoa! Whoa, whoa! Whoa! You doing any good uh, impersonations? Camp 4RD. Hi, everybody. Um, let's see. Uh, um. Eh. Uh. <laughs> I don't even. I don't really think so. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even. They don't even have to be good impersonations. Sometimes I just like voices and characters. Yes. Yeah, I just don't like. You know. Usually when I call you and uh, <laughs> you don't answer. Like, I try to think of something, and then usually a voice comes with whatever I'm about to say, just so I can leave a message, and you'll just be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Colin left a message. <laughs> every, yeah, I try to answer the phone every second or third time you call, just so I get some voicemails. Some messages? Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. I got to collect them. It's one of those things that I, I, I never mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's the point of worrying? Answer my calls, motherfucker. It's a one spicy meatball. Whenever I play Mario, I'm always Luigi. It's Luigi time. I'm Princess Toad. Give me some of that daisy, daisy. So, one thing I've always wondered. What? I won. What's your favorite color? You've always wondered this? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it changes all the time. I can feel that because every cell in her body changes every cell uh, seven years. So, you know, it makes sense. I'm about to expire. You're a brand new person every seven years. Um, a lot of times it's, it's blue, but then sometimes it's in the green family. And then sometimes, sometimes it's like right in between, like a turquoise. Man, he's reading my fucking mind right now. For real? Yeah, those are my two colors. Blue, green? Blue, green. I like those colors. I also like owl green. I mean, owls can be pretty cool, but I'm more of a barred owl kind of guy. And I'm just like... Come on, guys. Let's stay together. Do you like hyenas? I don't like when they laugh at me. At least somebody's laughing. I wish they would smile more. Laugh and the world laughs with you. Or at you. Fart and no one wants to be your friend. Man, but sometimes, I mean, do you remember that hippo that's farting and he's shitting at the same time? That is the best video in the world, dude. I lost my mind when I saw that video. <laughs> it is pretty amazing. It's a lot. It's a lot of feces. <laughs> it's And the tail is doing the helicopter. And it just keeps going. And it just keeps going. It's like a minute long. <laughs> it just keeps going. It's the best, man. All right. Ping ting ting ting. Ping ting. Ping ting. Ping ting. Ping ting. Hold on. Oh.
That's right. We got to do. We got to do a reading from the book of Joyce. Delays are dangerous. Vita Viti. Gobble Annie. Tease set. Seize enough. Mock Soonly will be in a split second per the. Oh man. Oh man, dude. This is hard as shit. <laughs> Let's see. Oh. Oh. This is how I get into my Irish accent. That's so stupid. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> so stupid. I love. I think you should. Do I love it. Irish everything. Yeah. I. But man, I am just. Honestly, I don't know that I've ever heard you use an Irish accent. And, and you know what? I I don't think you ever will because I don't know if I can. <laughs> I think you should do it like the um, the the uh, Portlandia sketch when they. They want a little cup of coffee. Oh, so tiny little coffee. Just a little one. A little coffee. Mm-hmm. Get me that coffee. Um, let's see. <laughs> so I I just want to say this word that's in here because it is a two sentence long word. <laughs> Do it. Uda huda turda wooda worded murder garter dirder barner marining or forning king and on kong king clong clong durining our shringer crock rock roar crock. What page is that on? 424. Okay. That is so weird, dude. I don't even understand. What What is he trying to say in this book? Who is Wake and why is he Finnegan's? We'll never know. I, Joseph Campbell has a skeleton key for that book. Really? That apparently is supposed to make sense of it, but I'm not about to do that much work. I mean, just give me the tanning and the deer skinning. <laughs> we'll just keep it at that from here on out. <laughs> give me a ping-ting comes for fire. Ping-ting comes for fire. Thank you, sir. Old people making it. So this is where the outro is supposed to go. I'm feeling really lazy, and I don't want to do it. But I do appreciate you listening to this episode. In fact, the response and the listenership in general overall has been uh, far beyond what I expected. Uh, so thank you very much for, for going along with this audio experiment. Ex- you know, you know, whatever. What, you know what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Keep it weird. Stay weird. Check out the Brownfields. Support independent artists. Be good to each other. Be excellent to each other. Okay, bye.